0: I wonder what you could create if the answer was always yes. Let's talk with Sarah Jansel about that on episode 94 of No Boring Stories. Let's get into it. Welcome to the No Boring Stories podcast. You know that you can use storytelling to captivate your audience, clarify your message, and grow your business and impact like never before. That's why I'm here. Each episode bringing you transformative stories, expert storytellers, and my signature storytelling tools, all to help you tell a better story. Because there's no such thing as boring stories, just boring storytellers. I'm your host, Alex Street, and my first website was angelfire.com. I like potato chips. I'm sure you can imagine what the website was about. And today on the show, we've got someone who is building much, much better websites than. I like potato chips. We've got the Shopify queen, Sarah Jansel of Jansel & Co. She is here helping people build their Shopify stores to get their product out to the world and make an impact as they want to. She's got a whole story of stepping into Shopify after working in a corporate career and then feeling stifled, feeling stuck. But more than anything, hers is a story of hearing no and not letting it stop her. You are going to love Sarah's story if you find yourself coming up against no a lot. She obviously has some natural desire and drive and passion to push past that and make it work regardless of what they're saying. But she is starting now more than anything to say yes. And so here we are trying to move past no and say yes more. And if you are in that space where you're desiring that wondering how is that possible, Sarah is going to guide you along the way and help you get a really good picture of what that can look like. And then of course, she's got the skills to set up a shop for you if you want to start a business or have a great idea to make an impact. So why don't you just sit back, enjoy and dive into this conversation with me and Sarah Jansel. Sarah Jansel. Sarah, how are you I'm doing?
1: good. Thank you so much for having me. I know what you mean. I have a lot of American <laughs> entrepreneur friends too. It's nice to be here. Right?
0: <laughs> it's great because it's like, wow, we're just connected with people all over the world and what a cool thing and and you just to get to work with these people. And then I'm like, yeah. It's it's weird when somebody shows up and they're like, I'm in Toronto. Like, wait, what? Yeah. Huh? Of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course you can be an R or whatever you're doing. So, okay, we're gonna get into all this all good stuff around your story, how you got to be where you are now with no specifics yet. We're not gonna tease that yet. But first things first, you told me that one of your favorite stories is Goodwill hunting.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, I love a good underdog. And
0: I love this movie. <laughs> mm-hmm is that what that is yeah that's that's the underdog I love story that thing. a
1: little bit a little bit you know I think uh it's kind of like half a bit of a like I don't want to say rags to riches but I love how you take someone who's so incredibly smart and kind of navigates through life and actually ends up where they need to be and it doesn't need to be what everybody mm. else thinks it needs to be so there's probably more to that
0: well I think yeah that's what's so cool about yeah. it right is it's not he he doesn't necessarily take I don't know. It's the influence of Mm -hmm. both of those like mentors in his life. Both of those guides of the, the obviously high profile math whiz. And then you've got Robin Williams, who's just like pure heart and soul. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, that's the kind of movie that I put on when I'm like, yeah, okay. I just want to, you know, watch it for 15 minutes and then it's two hours later and I can't totally, it's just too. Yeah,
1: totally. I think I watched it about six months ago again and I was like, oh yeah, (laughs) yeah.
0: Is there something about that? Do you see yourself in in that character at all? Or in any of those characters? I mean, my math
1: skills are not even anywhere near that. So (laughs) I won't touch that with a 10 foot pole, but I definitely feel that like, break in kind of like wanting to do something but you know life circumstances kind of happen early on like he wasn't he didn't come from a wealthy family but he had you know some smarts and some great street smarts that got him through and some mentors that really mm-hmm. helped to, to kind of navigate and at least show where he may or may not want to go, which is what I really liked about that. So I, I can definitely see myself in that, just having come from where I've grown up from and how I went through the bank mm-hmm. and corporate and all those things and later realized maybe that wasn't quite what I wanted. <laughs> yes. see, now we're <laughs> the story. We're
0: getting... <laughs> yeah. So which is so funny. Yeah, okay, let's talk about Will, where he's like, it's not corporate. It's not banking Mm-mm. by any means. He's like, I'm in construction. I don't know. I'm just, I'm in system. I'm in the, I'm in juvie. I'm, yeah. in, I'm like, he's just, it's, it's hopelessness. Yeah, and kind of getting trapped in where he is. And then, I mean, the scene of the end, like he's driving on the road out into the, the wide open country. It's like this freedom. It's yeah. trapped to free. It's it's stuck to. Ooh, I like
1: that. Trapped to, to free. possibilities. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm, This is this is what I go through now. I'm watching movies and I'm like, I can't watch them ever the same. Yeah, I'm always looking for like, what's the what's the story arc in
1: this? Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) It'll never be the same for me now that I've turned it into a business. So okay, so let's talk about you. Let's talk about what you do. As you show up right now, Sarah, as you're helping people now. What's the main work that you're bringing to the world?
1: Yeah. So what I love to do is help people bring their businesses online to life, like make them look really awesome, specifically Shopify stores. So if they're selling a product or a product and service. Uh, that's our jam. We really want to help you do that mm-hmm. in a way that makes it look so good that people can't wait to buy from you.
0: <laughs> so bringing it to mm-hmm. life. Which is what—just popping colors and like vibrancy—is totally. that like what's, <laughs> what? What does life mean for a product on a two D, you know, computer screen? Yeah. What is that?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of things, you know, I like in terms of process, typically spend a couple of meetings with the client just asking them like a multitude of questions, maybe not as good as Alex does, but (laughs) I definitely am trying to get under the heart of what it is that they're trying to do, because I find a lot of times it doesn't always translate to online very much like the story, right? So the story is a part of that how they're branding that, you know, their logos, their colors, you kind of touched on those things, what type of imagery they're using, and ultimately just digging into like, why is this thing so awesome? Like, and who who is this customer, mm-hmm. which is typically that person, just a former version of that person. And how do mm-hmm. we start to serve that person a little bit better and bring that visually to life?
0: What is a thing? Like what are typically, uh, I imagine you have many different products that your clients are selling. But like, are we talking pottery? Are we talking Mm. Are people reselling clothes online their own? Yeah, their own art? What what's the typically how are people building their stores? Online or to sell what
1: it's such a diverse mix. So we've worked from everybody from fitness to farms, to fashion, to artists, a supplement company. Like if somebody has something that they want to sell, that's going to improve somebody's life. We've probably worked with them. (laughs) So Um. it is very diverse. What's the same is that they're all, they all have the same goal. Right. Like they're trying to show up online. They're trying to look amazing. They're trying to get their message out there and ultimately they've got a business they're trying to make money. And so, you know, we'll take what we do behind the scenes from a Shopify perspective and apply that across some of these different, you know, genres of business, which is really cool.
0: Right. Right. So, and that's the thing, right? So I think of Shopify and maybe this is just my own ignorance, but I think of a physical product, but it's so beyond that.
1: Yeah. I just actually had a whole VIP day yesterday with someone who's actually a cycling coach. So she's got like Uh clinics and, you know, she does all these services, but she also wants to sell some cycling gear and, you know, tie her podcast in and all these things. And it's like, people do think of Shopify traditionally as like just a product-based business, but it is so much more than that now it's just getting better and better, like digital downloads. You know, she can sell her merch. We can bring her coaching Mm -hmm. stuff in because there's also educational things like Thinkific that can plug in. You know, there's all kinds of things we can do. I always say, if you can dream it, we can build it for you. And that's, that's really what I love about what we're doing. There's so many different things that we can do to help bring something to life in one place.
0: And then this is where I get stuck Mm. because I, I. Sure, I would love to consider myself a dreamer. Like what a beautiful thing. Who doesn't want to call themselves a yeah. dreamer? That's amazing. <laughs> and so when you say if you can dream it, where I actually found, and maybe this is limiting belief that I need to work through, we'll we'll dive into that in another <laughs> episode, friends. But um, the idea of if you can dream it, we can build it. There I find that I'm limited then by my own dreams. Mm-hmm. And so much of when I hire a coach is actually to say, like, I can see I can see up to this point I'm hiring you because I believe that you can see beyond that with the expertise that I'm and is that do you find that a lot is like people may come in with like a dream but then we like their dream is actually like just a small thing and we help them expand that is that is that part of. That,
1: yeah, I mean, it, it does depend on the client, but I would say most cases yeah. people come in and they feel like they're going to put like this little part of their business. I know people can't see me holding up my hand, but this little part of their business, uh, and they're going to put that on Shopify. And then as we start to have more conversations, and this is the beauty of kind of trying to have meetings to understand what are they doing? What, what is your business? What else is going on? We can start to pick out the things where it's like, well, wait a minute. You want to just have cycling merch. And digital downloads as a product, because that is a product. Right. But you yeah. also have this and this and this and like, did you know that that can all be on here too? Well, okay. So then we start to get into these bigger conversations about what yeah. they're doing now and what they're trying to do, and that's what I love is being able to be like, well, hang on a sec, what if we reimagined it like this? You know, and you know, it is. It really is a lot of that coaching aspect.
0: And then how does someone feel? When they when that comes when that does come to life, as you say, it's reimagined it comes to life, then what are they thinking? How are they feeling at the
1: end? Yeah. I mean, through the process, I think it's like, Are you sure? Is that really possible? I'm like, yeah, I know. I've got like a billion subscriptions and things myself. So I I appreciate that. (laughs) But you know, at the end of that, it's empowering. And that's really what we're trying to do is take it from being so complicated, just like what you're doing with stories, take this big beehive Mm -hmm. of things, untangle that and be like, how do we make this simple? Not just simple for Mm -hmm. you, but simple for the client on the other end to understand what it is you're trying to do or what it is that you're offering. So it's easy to navigate and it's easy to understand because a confused eye mm. does not buy. <laughs> that's yeah. good,
0: I love that. Confusion leads to no. Uh, confused eye mm. does not buy. Mm. I've never mm-hmm. actually heard it put that way before, so that's great. Um, so somebody comes to you, they're working with you, And they build something and they walk away, or they're still working with they're still walking through the process. But ultimately, you're like, they feel empowered Mm -hmm. to do more than they thought was possible. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Why do you care about this? Where does that begin for you, Sarah? Like what? So what? So you show up with this, you learn some skills and you show up with this, but and you're like, this is what I'm putting my life my energy into right now and it sounds great and sounds good and of course i'm sitting here because i i know you before this and also before this very interview but also what i want to do is just pull that life out of that and say yeah great but you sit here as the person who's like running this thing Mm -hmm. passionate about this about helping other people why Mm -hmm. so where does that idea of of empowerment for you where does that go back to like early on, what does that mean for you to, to be a, a kid and feel like you could do things on your own or maybe you couldn't? Like what shows up when you think about that, that word early on in your story?
1: Yeah, I love that. And so you're making me think really deeply about this now because I probably would have given you a surface answer that you would have picked through. Yeah, welcome
0: <laughs> to the show, Sarah. <laughs> welcome to
1: no
0: more. welcome to a session with yeah. Alex. It gets deep. It, it does. I mean,
1: I think can. the current trigger, which will lead me back to probably from where it started, is, you know, I was a Shopify business owner. And it was hard to figure this thing out, like originally when I was trying to do it. And as a small business owner, you know, I had a day job and I really wanted to start something of my own. I was really passionate about creating something, something new, something cool, something that spoke to me. I had a fashion business and like I struggled at the beginning to do that. And you fast forward maybe like three years later and pandemic hits and everything's happening and people are like, oh my God, we have clients that need your help. It's like clockwork that almost every single client that I speak to, whether it's startup, small to medium-sized business, because that's the typical client, it's like they're paying thousands and thousands of dollars for something that they either don't like or they cannot even use. (laughs) And that sounds Mm -hmm. crazy. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's terrible. Like we need to change that because when you are at that stage of your business and you're growing, let's face it, you're wearing a lot of the hats in your business And even if you weren't, if pandemic taught us anything, the innovation and ability to pivot needs to be quick. And we need to be able to manage things in our business very easily. I don't want to be the business owner that gets the panicked call at midnight because they're like, I don't know what I'm doing. So that's really where it shows up today. When I think about where that goes back for me, it's like, I feel like I, from a very young age, wanted to just always figure things out on my own. I wanted to feel empowered mm. i wanted to be like you know I'll, I'll come heck or high water i'm gonna figure this thing out and do it it's just this curiosity that was in me to be like if you told me no i was like i'll show you <laughs> i'll what did show did that,
0: you what did that look like, like, do you remember like this? Is there, as you say that you're like, yeah, I just wanted to figure things out on my own. I'll, f- out to come yeah. out of high Water. I'm going to do this. Uh, what, what moment kind of comes to mind? Is it you as an eight-year-old building your own model car? <laughs> what, what, what is it? What, what Yeah, out?
1: for sure. I mean, I think it's cause I came from a family. My parents uh, split up pretty early. I think I was like five years old mm-hmm. and you know, so mm-hmm. my mom, single mom, three kids, she worked like three jobs, uh, you know, just kind of going through life that way. And a lot of times I'd be told no, or no, we can't afford that. Or no, we can't do that. Or, you know, just no, we can't do this because to be real, like circumstances just didn't afford for that. And for me, I was like, this isn't my life. That was the thing that always popped into my head. No way. This isn't my life. You know, you're telling me no, but I'm going to figure out a way to make that happen. So if I want those shoes, are you the oldest? no, I was the middle child. (laughs) Can't you tell (laughs) (laughs) I'm like. Interview so, over. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we got all that, we need to know. Thank you very much. There's your story. Oh. Um, so you but that that's where I I'm going to that. And and like, did uh were your siblings kind of the same way? Were they thinking as well, like this isn't my life and trying to do something else? You know, or were they very no
1: so different?
0: Accepting and rebellious. So I different.
1: Know, like, like my brother is probably, and he's the baby. We're only 15 months apart, so but he's still the baby. Uh he's so easygoing. But like, he just goes with the flow on everything. Thank God. Cause he had me as an older Mm. sister who was like, no, (laughs) this is not good enough. Um, but then my older sister was like six years older, six and a half years. So that was a pretty big age gap for somebody who was little. So I was just kind of the brat and she had a a life of her own. And she, we actually have different fathers. We have same mother, different fathers. Uh, and her father was taking her around the world on trips and things like that. So we lived very different but side by side lives, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So I could see the art of what was possible, right?
0: Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, that's good. <laughs> okay, so right. So you're seeing that you're seeing her do live her life or whatever. But then you're also kind of just trying to do your own thing. Mm-hmm. And be in this house. And yep. th- like, again, the word that shows up for me is no, yeah, like, there lot a of lot no. of no. Um, But then did you also see like, tell me about your mom a little bit where you're like, she was working three jobs. Oh, God, like, yeah what's the drive that you saw in that and the the I don't know that the the intentionality behind that mm-hmm. the the empowerment that she maybe felt mm-hmm. to go and do these things or did did you see something else in there
1: yeah I got goosebumps when you said that because you know you made me think about it in nice. a bit of a different light I did see someone who wanted better things for us. I did see somebody who didn't want history to repeat itself. Uh, but my mom also came from a pretty poor family with like nine children, in like Northern Ontario wow. and, you know, kind of changed her life a bit, like was a valedictorian of her school and all these things. But then she had three kids and became a single mother. So things pivoted pretty quickly. Uh, so I have a pretty mm-hmm. big appreciation for that because although I think I got told no, a lot, it was because she felt mm-hmm. these financial limitations um, that were real, (laughs) they were real. So, you know, as a kid it's hard to wrap your head around that because you don't quite understand or at least i don't think i quite understood the value of a dollar yeah. so it sort of transformed for me to be like well i'll find a way so it built some of mm. this resourcefulness there's probably a few things that were into that to be like i know you're saying no but i just don't believe that it's just no i see other people doing this so why can't i i'm going to figure out a way and that's that Hecker high wow. water
0: <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> Well, okay. So there's already this beautiful connection that I just saw. And this is, this is so much of just what I do, right? Is I just, whether you meant to say it or not, that's sometimes the beauty of it is because we just unintentionally say these things, but it was, it's the same kind of language around where you started with this whole, like when you started your, uh, your fashion Mm, mm -hmm. business. Yes. And you're like, it was a pivot and it was, it was, I was struggling. I didn't know what to do with this and it wasn't fun. Like there was, Mm There seemed to be a lot of limitations to this. And there's pivot, pivot, pivot. Like it seemed like a lot of people then were pivoting. And then everybody felt contained and constrained by their own knowledge and understanding of what was. And then we go back and you tell me about your childhood and like just this and the way that you saw your mom. And there's like a lot of no and it was always financial no. And mm-hmm. and there's I mean, even in her life, how like this is the plan and then pivot and 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 then to receive for you to be like, nah, that's not it. Like there's gotta be another mm-hmm. way. Who? Okay, first, let's just look at that. Is that a true story? Like, is that is that true oh, yeah. to make that connection? Am I blowing no, no, no. blowing stuff out of nope, nowhere? You're
1: here. there. <laughs> Something amazing
0: in that. I love this stuff. So then, uh, who, as you as you lean into that that identity or that kind of personality of like nothing's getting in my way, I'm gonna find a way. Were there teachers who shows up in your life to kind of to to fan that flame and and Again, how did that turn mm-hmm. out? Did you start a business young? Like, what does that look like for you to sort of break out of this, um, I don't know, no, and and, and the boxed in, I don't know, mentality or life that that you seem to be living? Yeah,
1: in? and like feeling stifled, which I think was part of what I shared oh, so around cool. story. I think was a lot. I felt like there was this flame that just kept kind of getting. F- Blown out <laughs> or put kind. Yeah. I joke with my husband, it's called the wet blanket on the fun fire. Like, I just always felt like there was a wet blanket on my fun fire. And, you know, for me, <laughs> so true. You know, I think <laughs> things actually got a little more complicated. And, you know, all these pressures uh, that my family had kind of grew over the years. And so I actually found myself out on my own around 15, 16, like right before my 16th mm. birthday. So, you know, There was a point in time where I was like, man, like, is this really happening to me? (laughs) Like, I need to make a choice because a lot of the things that I was really passionate about were around creating things and art and, you know, different things that I could do that were fun. And at 16, you're like, oh, wait a minute, but I I have to figure out how to pay rent now. And like, you know, maybe this thing that I want to paint might not do that so i had to take a bit of a safer route and i think that sort of sent me in a direction of okay well how am i going to make this work and i met somebody who turned out to be a friend for like you know very dear friend for about 25 years and she was like kind of took me under her wing a little bit because she had a similar story interestingly. And, you know, I Mm -hmm. got hired by her and I worked for her company. And here I am like a 16, 17 year old who's got like $50,000 months in sales. Like I got into sales really quickly, selling computer parts of all things. You didn't know this about me. I really am a bit of a computer nerd. Um, And that kind of set the tone for me that I was like, okay, wait a minute. I definitely wasn't making that 50. That was for the company. But, um, you know, it allowed me to start to think about how I could reimagine my life, how I could put things back together that I wanted like I actually finished high school which I had to quit uh, in order to pay the rent and get a job I put myself through college I later got an MBA I took those sales skills and convinced somebody at a corporate bank to hire me and you know moved up the ranks and things like that so you know those resourceful things that I think were like I'm not gonna Mm -hmm. hear no and there's still a struggle in that because (laughs) you know saying I'm not gonna hear no might mean that we're trying to push something sometimes or force it a little bit and things like that. But it it really did lead me to being able to see that I could actually, there is possibility in things if you really work for something, it will happen.
0: High achieving entrepreneurs and public speakers, this is for you. You know that you've got something important to do here, but why in the world are you doing it? And even if you know why, how do you talk about that? That's why I'm so excited to invite you into my one-on-one story coaching process. Through this three-month journey, we will go into intensive sessions to uncover your story, turn it into a message that matters, and then create content specific to your context and business today. I have worked with dozens of clients that have experienced major transformation through this experience and more importantly have discovered the transformation that they have already gone through in their life because when you know how you have transformed you can communicate that so your audience knows how you can transform them too look 96 percent of consumers buy based on emotions and if storytelling is our greatest tool to spark an emotional response then you better learn to tell your story today. And one-on-one story coaching is the best way to do it. Go to alexstreet.ca to get the conversation started, or reach out to me on Instagram at says and say, I'm interested in one-on-one. Let's talk. So <laughs> you, okay, so the, the, again, to look at the broad stroke that you just brushed across this canvas is a, gold one of, again, connecting this story back to piece, putting all these pieces together, reimagining mm-hmm. your life. And again, let's look ahead to where you are now and some of the language that you used around the work that you do now is helping people reimagine their business yep. and put it online. Like, this is, the, this is the good stuff. And so when you go back and you're like, I was put in this position or put myself in this position where I had to figure mm-hmm. it out. It, yeah, it really seems like no no wasn't an option. Cuz if it was no, if if they said no to you, if if this job opportunity said no, if this this sales call, if they said no and you don't meet your quota and then you lose this job, then then what's the consequence? Like mm-hmm. what was that what was on the line? back
1: then yeah back then it would have been like food on the table to be honest right it would have been rent it would yeah. have been like can't wash my clothes at the laundromat this week you know and that sounds crazy
0: like you're a homeless like teenager basically like if that, i don't like that was, yeah. yeah
1: and it, i was like that's just not acceptable to me i had this this vision where i was like and and you know had they have said no My attitude probably Mm -hmm. would have been okay. So what am I going to do to get you to say yes, or what else can I do that will help me further, you know, some of these goals, which is, you know, at the time I kind of had to make this choice between creating things in my life and I was still creating things, but it looked very different. I had to take a very business approach, um, you know, which taught me a ton. And I think that's why I've kind of chosen some of the things that we're doing now and why you're making that correlation to how people show up online. Cause to me that's art. Like how you show up, how you create that, how you make somebody stand out from the crowd. It's it's art to me. So it's like I've done this full circle, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but still in a business way, right? So yeah.
0: And putting in your computer (laughs) nerdosity, that's a word, into this. And I I mean, your podcast is I created Mm -hmm. that. Right. And so like that, is that the spirit behind that of of just going with this spirit of like, look what I look what I can do? It's
1: actually look what we can do, because what I love about that you were on the podcast. I'm like, look what you're doing. It's so incredible. You're helping people create this like brilliance and clarity around stories. And what I believe is, you know, through life, I was like a computer person and a salesperson that I worked for a bank and then a consulting firm and like all these crazy things that probably tell you more. But like, you know, I couldn't have done that without all of the people that were around me that I learned from, whether they were formal mentors or other things. And it takes a community, especially when you're an entrepreneur, you can't just be out there like, I'm just going to figure this all out myself. So what I love about the, I created that is even though it's kind of around the context of online stores, it's like, well, you need people who are going to help you clarify your story. You need people who are mm-hmm. going to help you show up brilliantly through ads. Look at these amazing mm-hmm. shop owners who create these super cool businesses out of things that I couldn't have even imagined and how, you know, they're making that work day to day and like these things. So it's about, in some ways we're similar, Alex, it's about their story. It's about what they're creating. It's about what they're doing and how that's making the world a better place. Of course. Yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, because so much of what this is, is is people just turning their passion into something profitable, totally. right? And, and so much of what's been possible over the last half decade to a decade is this realization that we can do that yes. more easily than ever before in all of our beautiful story of humanity Yes, uh, because people have been doing that obviously forever turning a skill into something and, turn, and then becoming passionate about it or becoming passionate about it and then creating swords mm-hmm. and selling swords as a blacksmith right That's been happening for a long time, but now what's happening is we can do anything. Take your passion and turn it into something. And part of what we're doing here is helping people discover what that Mm -hmm. passion is or clarify. That's really my work, right, is clarify what that passion is, but more so why. And then if they're bringing it to you, then it's like, all right, great. How do we sell this passion? How do we sell this thing that you care about, you uniquely care about and are skilled to do Let's put that out in the world. And you're saying the most exciting thing about it all is the teamwork involved.
1: Yeah. I love that. Like I, exactly. Cause it's not just going to be me. <laughs> it might be someone yeah. on my, like I have people on my team who are helping me behind the scenes and you know, it's yeah. going to be about the people on that person's team. It's going to be about the partners and the people that we meet and are introduced through, through those people. And you know, there's like this like expansiveness I feel to it. And that's how I feel about what we do with some of this online stuff. And like, let's take all the things you're trying to do. And like, how can we piece that together? And does it, does it piece it together? Does that make sense? but then set you out on a path where it's like if you're going to grow, this is going to help you and we'll teach you how to yeah. fish. We'll train you. We'll we do the work like we're done for you service. But there's this component of like, you know, we want you to feel like there are endless opportunities as well, that like you're not going to be stifled with this one thing. And like, you know, a year later, you got to change it kind of thing. So there, there is a lot of some of yeah. that stuff that, you know, comes up for me. That's built into the business. Like it's just weaved into the fabric of it.
0: So it's, okay, so g- coming back a bit to the story here, because this is so good. Um, a- as you, you know, you're 16, 17, this person comes along, becomes somewhat of a guide to you to help you get into this mm-hmm. uh, business and really um, get into sales and make some money and see a path forward for yourself. You go into college, you get an MBA, all to what end for you thinking this is the way to, to make money or this is what I have to do, this is what I want to do. Uh, yeah. What was the education path at least? Yeah. Why did you go down that road? The road that you did. Yeah.
1: It's like, how does he know to ask that question? Okay. So, (laughs) well, he sees me, I see it. So (laughs) Mm. good question. Uh, I think the bar continues to move for me, um, and part and Mm -hmm. parcel for that. But when you said education, I was like, okay, that's a very specific thing. So, you know, my, I mentioned earlier, my mom was a valedictorian of her high school, she had big hopes, she had high dreams, and lo and behold, she got pregnant. (laughs) And she was married to an army guy, and they moved to Germany, and her life became about being a mom. And you know that all that mm-hmm. that went with it, and some health issues that led to some of the struggle and things like that, right? So she never got to realize some of those dreams that I know that she had. And she was so creative. She used to write, you know, things for the the newspaper. Like she would sounds kind of morbid, but she would write these like incredible obituaries. People would like come to her. She actually worked at a bank. Um, so there's definitely some common threads here for sure. Um, so mm-hmm. I really felt inspired by a lot of those things through you know, my journey. Mm. Mm-hmm. So the education part for me comes down to, you know, I saw that she couldn't do that. And I saw partly how she made the best of her circumstances, but partly how that wasn't all that she wanted. And I knew having watched her in my life that there was more to this and that that would be something that would help me as I got into business and work for jobs. I saw that other people valued that quite a bit, and so Mm. if I didn't have that, it came up as being a gap, so I worked for it. I worked for it, worked full-time. I did all of those things part-time. It's painful, I don't always, I don't actually recommend that. (laughs) If you are trying to do that, just go get a loan or something. Um, But I really tried to pay my way and kind of get that experience and that education along the way, which later really did pan out for me, it really did. Uh, and I think it serves me in ways that continue to foster some things for me, which came back to being resourceful to feeling like I didn't need to necessarily have the education, but it gave me the confidence to feel like I could make moves in my life without knowing everything,
0: which Mm, was different. Okay. So there's, there's, it's almost like giving yourself options. Mm -hmm. It's like, I'm going to do the work now so that I can, I'm not stuck. I'm not, I'm not stuck to one lane what box i'm not stifled is the word that you've said um anymore right it's like if i if i do this this will give this will open yeah. up a lot more doors for
1: and me. it did And it did, and I was surprised that it did because, you know, when you imagine something (laughs) to be a certain way, um, but then it like starts happening and you're like, oh my God, like all of a sudden people are calling me for jobs or they're like, wow, I want to book a meeting with you to talk about this MBA or, you know, Hey, would you want to come out and speak about this? And it's just like things start to happen and you're like, okay, wow. Like that I was almost a little bit surprised (laughs) Like you put in the work. Yeah.
0: Did you celebrate those kind of things?
1: Probably not as much as I should. Probably the, the MBA I did, we tacked on a pretty awesome trip. Um, I actually took my MBA out in Victoria Island uh, through Royal Roads there and you know went to Seattle and whooped it up and had a bunch of things. But I would say throughout the years, I probably did not take the time to celebrate those things because I was like, great. Okay. This is allowing this thing. Now I'm excited about what it's opening up for me and I'm just going to throw myself into that thing. So there was right. an excited energy about it, but this lack of like, I'm just going to pause in this moment and be, feel gratitude. <laughs> you know, it's different. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's uh, it's, it, it's just interesting. I don't know where that, question comes from necessarily but it's yeah it's interesting to think of that of like you, you work so hard for these good things to happen and then they do happen and then it's almost i i guess maybe that's what it is 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 recognizing the necessity to pause yeah even if it's just for one drink yeah <laughs> or right or just for one you know a quick high five and and a journal entry or something to say wow i can't believe that this thing just had this I got just got my first client find me from no connection. Mm-hmm. Like, how cool is that? And then you go into the work and you start to do the thing. But it when those things start happening, especially if it's really going well, they can start to come so quickly that you just have to keep up. Yeah, you're just yeah. And there's that that high energy. You're like, yes, this thing, and, and like, I get to go in and do this thing. Gas on the thing. fire, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Forget about the wet blanket. <laughs> pouring gas on the bonfire. <laughs> Um, So then, okay, so then that leads you into this is your, you had a a career Mm in, in, What was the field? What was in banking? Yeah,
1: so I started out in business, like call center, uh, you know, supported an Indian call center, went to India. And, but I really, what I really wanted, I went to school for HR. And so I really wanted to break into HR because there was this kind of aspect of being able to to help people and this career and, you know, all these different talent aspects that I loved. And so later that happened uh, and I went through banks, consulting firms. My last job was actually at a tech company uh, called Carfax, you guys might know it, uh, Carfax Canada here, and was the head of mm-hmm. people and operations. So I was responsible for everything from talent programs, recruitment. Um, I built an incredible office uh, for them here that had a really awesome slide, by the way. Uh, So there was definitely (laughs) art on the walls and some murals and things like that. So um, you know, I loved that job. But I just felt like when I got that VP role, this is kind of crazy. I had worked so hard for that And you're probably gonna dive into this too would be I just felt like when it happened, I was like, Oh, like, that's it. Like, no one really knows what I went through to got to get here or, you know, what it took to get this. And I, I'm excited about it, but I was like, there's no balloons. <laughs> not that I really thought there'd be <laughs> balloons, but you know, I was kind of like, oh, like I thought this would be like the North Star, like the thing that made me turn around and be like, I did it. And I was like, hmm, I'm not really doing the things that I want to do. <laughs> and that was a pretty pivotal moment for me to be like, maybe I should try that business thing that I've been thinking about
0: what you know was there a moment to that was it when you went into your office and you closed the door and then it was just you in your corner office now as vp like what was the moment when you're like N-n-n-n-n-n. yeah
1: you know so i would say my poor ex boss if he's listening to this did not do a very good job of communicating the vp role <laughs> so it was like he's like yeah you're a vp now cool like nothing changes though <laughs> And I was like, awesome. Right. Uh, Cause I'd already been doing a lot of the things to get to that point. And, you know, when it happened for me, I think I had this moment where I was like, oh, like it kind of hit me that like nothing was really going to change from there. And I mean, it could, if I wanted it to, um, but in the back of my mind, I had been thinking for a while that some of the HR stuff that I was doing, it was shifting. Obviously the industry was shifting, Mm. uh, a lot of things that people were doing and versus being able to take on really cool, big creative projects. It became very like, Kind of there's like one thing that we need you to do now and i didn't love that right i was like no there's so much more to that don't tell me no (laughs) did you just tell me no um so you know i had been thinking and i for years actually i had always been interested in the fashion industry like all through that whole time going putting myself through high school that there was always these dreams you know i worked in retail i did all kinds of different things and uh so i was like maybe i should give that a go I didn't know what it was gonna look like, but there was a moment when I got yeah. that VP job and I went home and said to my husband, I feel like I feel like I'm missing something here. <laughs> I feel like I need to do
0: so something. So how else. long were you in that role until you left?
1: Uh let's see, a year and a half, two years? Yeah, yeah. okay.
0: Okay. So I we'll kind of look at that as you know, we'll go from there in just a second. But something just just showed up for me when you were like, Don't tell me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: nice I
0: know. So we've we've hung on that, we've hung on that a little mm-hmm. bit here in in your story as we look at it but i'm just i maybe a clarifying question around that did it even going back to your mom and or any of the circumstances that you've heard that or seen that through your life was it actually i mean maybe sometimes it was quite literally no but was it were people actually saying no or were they saying not yet do you know what i mean And and you receive that as no but it's really this i think of a parenting situation where it's like can we get ice cream no but it's like this. Actually, like, like there was yet. actually but a at no. At some point, we will. There you was actually I mean? kind of yeah.
1: like a no. I mean, different scenarios have different answers to that. So I could probably apply both of them. But specifically around the BP job, it was like I wanted to do certain things, and it was kind of like a no. <laughs> yeah. Like no, no we no, need no. to just kind of like, you know, do what you know we have to do over here and i was like oh and right. that just that hits a chord for me cuz i'm like there could be so much it could be so much better it could be so much more and i actually was kind of told we'll call it eight quotations around no for a while while i was there and continued to make strides and actually was able to do some of the things i wanted to do but it felt heavy and it and I, there were people mm. the company was excited about it but it was like i i was stifled cuz i was like i just i want to go out of the gates and do all these amazing things and I know that you're going to benefit from it, but it was kind of a no, and I was like, "eh."
0: Tell me more about that feeling of stifledness. Mm-hmm. Like, what does that look like in your life? I don't know. Is that yeah? Just it
1: looks like low energy. Me and words? my little car and somebody's foot on the hood. That's what it feels like. <laughs> Can't go anywhere. <laughs> just stuck in here, man. Good thing there's a radio. Huh? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, it's Yeah, I'll do it the best I can with what I've got right here, but I can't go yep. anywhere. And at some point that's gonna get really boring. You're gonna yep. bust your bust out of the car. Yeah, which seems to be that's the VP position here. That's like, that's what was going on there. You're like, there's got to be some I, can, I can't do this anymore. Totally. I can't stay here. It's contained. It's confined. Yep. I got to bust. out. There's of a this. ceiling. And I so hit it. yeah, so how did you even think of like, okay, well then I'll go do my own thing.
1: Yeah. So that I would say for years, I like over a glass of wine after work or a hard day at work at any point, like talking to my husband about like, you know, well, what if I started this business Well, what if I actually just started like, you know, personal shopping for a lot of these like exec women that need to have like amazing suits for their jobs or what if we did this idea? Mm-hmm. Like it was a lot of like, what if, and then it was like, have your glass of wine and now that's crazy. And you know. Then I did my MBA and moved around, got this VP job, started to see some of the things that that company was doing, which was quite innovative, and realized that I was doing some things that were really innovative. And I'm like, what's really holding me back here? Like, I'm worried that I'm gonna look back and regret not doing this. And that probably goes back to some of the things that I said, it's like, I know that deep down, I'm not exactly sure what this needs to look like, but like, I have this passion for fashion. There's definitely a bunch of different businesses I'm going to make. So my husband and I went on a vacation, uh, not too long after I was feeling pretty stifled for a while there. And I said to him, that's it. When we get home, I'm going to register a business. I'm going to come up with a name. I'm going to start selling the clothes that I love. I'm going to do it online. I'm going to, there's this thing called Shopify I've heard about. That sounds really cool. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to figure it out. And that's what I did. And I, I did that while I worked my nine to five for almost a year. And that's when sort of pandemic stuff hit and that shifts into more, obviously.
0: So you're like, was it working? Were you making money? Yeah. Was it was the did it start to make money immediately? Was that
1: well, so I have this whole story and this is part of why I do what I do, where I was like, come heck or high water, I'm going to figure out this darn Shopify thing. And, you know, had imported all these clothes, the whole vibe was around like bringing the California vibes to Canada. It was like boho clothing. It was really fun, just stuff that were like fun pieces people could have. And I was like two months late on getting out my first collection, which cost me like five grand just on the collection, not let alone um, my time, frustration, energy, because I couldn't figure the Shopify thing out. So I was like, one mm-hmm. of those people that like took it to google and youtube and eventually i did figure it out and it was great like it was very profitable i worked with a lot of people i did a lot of women's events there was so much community and things that came from that business that i didn't expect when i thought oh i'll just have an online store it was so much more than right. that and I think that sort of started to open my eyes to the possibility. And I started to get in rooms with people who were very entrepreneurial, which was the, a little bit of the opposite of what I had been doing in corporate, right in corporate, I was very focused on corporate. And suddenly I was like, wait a minute, there's this whole like life of things over here and people doing these cool things. And like, just cause they are really passionate about it. Like, yeah, and they're making money. Oh. it's
0: it's interesting to think of it even like looking at that like you know you start connecting with people who are very entrepreneurial and the word that comes up for me is is Mm intrapreneurial and what you were before that and this is kind of a new word that's that's shown up recently and i remember a lot of the work that i was doing around uh gen Z Mm -hmm. to my fellow canadian um gen Z coming into the the workplace was uh you know i was talking with organizations about how to make sure that they feel comfortable they're really a part of the culture and a part of this business want to work with you and part of that was inspiring this intrapreneurial mm-hmm. mindset mm-hmm. and culture where it's like what you were doing before you got the VP position is what can we create within this environment yep. and everything's possible yes. and then you when you get into this box place you immediately feel stifled you're like what happened to that thing so there's actually this like entrepreneurial spirit that you have this creative i will create anything i'll get i'll make anything happen and when that was contained you're like well then i'll just go out and do something else and then you start to see that there's this that same mindset but like people running their Mm -hmm. own thing out here completely wide open and free and holy crap Mm -hmm how do I stay of being a part of this? Is that right? Yeah. Like, is that kind of the the spirit behind 100%. That, that? It was starting to show. Yeah, up?
1: definitely. Like I was like, whoa, like, and I almost felt a little bit like closety, like, oh, this is so awesome. Like I'm now I'm really like not loving the stage thing. Like, <laughs> you know, and I, it was great people, great teams, all those things. And I still showed up every day. I think I surprised a few people with it, even though they knew I was running this other thing, but it kind of seemed like, oh, it's her side hustle. Just let her go do that. Right. And I was like, oh, it's so much more than that for me.
0: Yeah. Well, okay, so when did it when did it really shift to become it's not just so much more, but it's actually It was It was quick.
1: So to be honest, how it happened is I was trying to figure out like, okay, well, I heard about this thing called influencers. (laughs) Like, I need to start getting my product out there. So I'm gonna I literally took it to Instagram and just started like looking up people and trying to find people with like cool engaged communities. I found someone who's actually from Sarnia, Ontario, of all things. Mm -hmm. Uh, And she just had this incredible energy. And like people would comment on her stuff. And she was doing fun entrepreneurial things. She had a corporate background as well. And I just cold messaged her and was like, Hey, uh, like I have a kimono and a top. (laughs) You might like, like not what I'm doing right now, but like, would you be willing to like wear that if I sent it to you? And just, if you love it, like, share it with your community and she was like oh my god she was so excited so fast forward like six months later this was like one of the best people i'd ever met because suddenly she had this engaged following suddenly i'm getting like all these crazy sales from her community a lot of canadians and you know in sarnia she invited me to come out to an event i actually was like her main sponsor my business was starting to make good money uh you know i came out i did a little speech there 300 women had to walk through a pop-up boutique that I created at that event. And so that all happened within like a very, very short period of time. And I realized like, no, 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 there's, there's something here. There's something here. And it's about this community building, it's about, you know, I, I had this idea. It was just this online store. But then I was like, no, like I'm starting to get involved with things outside of what I'm doing and I'm loving it. Like, it's so fun. And that's when I knew I had been feeling stifled because I wasn't feeling like, even though I was doing cool things at my mm-hmm. day job, I wasn't like, this is really fun <laughs> and I was feeling that there.
0: But then there's even this amazing experience there where you're like, yeah, I'll start this online store. And then holy crap, it became so much. Yeah, more. quickly and. Yeah. And so again, let's come back to the beginning here where you were talking about, you know, if you can dream it, we can build yeah. it. Like that's that's what I mean is like you didn't even really see that those events were possible mm-hmm. and, and all of that. You just you were just doing the thing, set up the store and bring in business. How I know how to bring in business and try new things to get that and then see where that goes. And that seems to be so much more now that you've done that, you've tested that, tried that, put everything Uh, to the test, that's what you get to now bring. And as I say, like, I could come in and think, like, I want to sell my product, whatever it is, on Shopify, help me build that. And you're like, do you know that if you did this, it could lead to this? Mm -hmm. I'm like, what? That's amazing. How do you know that? And you're like, well, because my experience. And that's where, like, the very practical experience I see coming into this playing such a strong part Mm -hmm. uh, in your story and and the work that you're doing.
1: Yeah, and just not like boxing yourself in, I think too. like one thing I said when I started that business, and this is probably because I was told no, and now I'm having my own realization is that I'm just going to say yes to everything. If, if opportunities come up, it doesn't matter. I'm going to figure it out. I'll make it work. If I have to take a vacation day at my job, whatever, I'm just going to say yes. And, and I just had this, openness that I f- hadn't had in the past. And and some of that was also because of like some security hangups and things I'd had with like, I gotta be safe, right? Gotta earn the money. But at this point I'm like comfortable. and being like, no, like there's not really that thing holding me back anymore. So I'm just gonna say yes. And the that attitude and the doors that opened for me, like my life shifted, it really did.
0: Hmm. Did it ever, you know, uh, get you into trouble? saying yes all they like to some people would say that's a that's a recipe for burnout so how yeah did that ever lead to that or you just have such energy yeah
1: I think if I had to continue to do both absolutely but you know I think so I think there's a line that you have to draw for sure um and you know I was going out and doing speaking events and this was a common question women would ask me well like Like how many hours in a day do you work? And I'm like, well, it depends on the day. (laughs) Well, how do you run this business? Well, to be honest, on Friday night or maybe Saturday, like it, it, and I feel guilty saying this, it wasn't a ton of my time because I did have a day job, but I spent my time wisely and I was more involved with other people versus just focusing on my online store, which I think People lose sight of that sometimes when they think, oh, I'm just going to run ads. I'm just going to do this. And it's like, well, yeah, that's that definitely is a successful proven business model. But what about your community? (laughs) Like, Mm. that's the thing that you need to keep this growing, because as you shift, you want that community potentially to shift with you. And like, there's more to that. But yeah, I, you know, I was like, there's not a good answer for that. But the hours that I was putting in, it was like a labor of love. So it didn't feel like work to me. Right. And that's, that's, that's the difference. But like I say, had time have gone on and I was feeling stifled and kind of a bit of a grind on the other side of things that was really starting to make me feel tired like and i and that wouldn't have gone on much longer
0: is there anything that you see now okay so so if let's say your story is essentially you know from going going from stifled to empowered
1: powered creative i don't know there's
0: yeah free You've said this word stifled so many times, and I just think, or I mean, it could be very well no to yes. Yeah, I like that. Uh, it's easy. Like <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: It's easy. I've actually never heard that or gone through that with somebody before. <laughs> and just, just the simplicity of that and how you just framed that of I started to say yes to everything. And if it lit me up, then, then I'm good. Okay, yeah. So around that. What I see with people is, you know, the story that you've been through is a story that you're going through. So if your big story is from no to yes, it means that what you're actually going to keep facing is this experience of no. Mm. Uh, We're going to feel stifled. Whatever we face, where I'm going to continue, I mean, daily, I'm telling you hourly, these are the voices that will start to speak into your head or do speak into your head and have been saying, nah, you can't do that. No, we don't have time for that. We don't have space for that. We don't have money for that. We don't have whatever for that. And the effort then is you saying, actually, I can make this work. Mm-hmm. Like it's responding to that voice, right? For me, it's confused to clear. Every time that I feel confused, I remind myself it's clearer than I think it is. And it's right in front of me. I can move forward. Do you foresee or do you, what do you see now as being maybe an issue or a potential opportunity that no... Uh, will speak up again in this Mm -hmm. business that you're building, you're you're running does no show up now?
1: Yeah, I mean, of course, I mean, clients, sometimes people are gonna say no, they don't want to move forward. Um, Sometimes we're gonna have big ideas to help them with their business. And they're gonna be like, No, I'm just good with this, right? Like there's lots of ways I think that's gonna show up, you know, here's an example, uh, some speaking engagements, and I've got some high hopes for some really awesome conferences to get out and talk about that. But I it's possible that I'm going to be, I might be told no, right? Like I'm going to be running up against Mm -hmm. a bunch of other speakers. And what immediately came up for me when I said that was, okay, so what do I do to be the, be that person next time? Or, you know, what do I do for this? Or is that, you know what I mean? Is this really what I want to do kind of thing? So there's this, like when I'm told no, this pause of, well, the it's yes for me. Or is it like. Is it yes or is it something else? Like I'm, I'm open to to doing that, but I'm, I think this resourceful thing that keeps coming up for me is like, if yeah. it is no, then I know I need to work for that. Cause I was not always told <laughs> yes every time. Mm-hmm. Like I think I was, oh my God, I actually joke, I was a professional interviewer for my first HR job. I was turned down like eight times, I'm not even kidding. And the reason was, oh, it's great that you've got the school but you don't have the experience. So I was like, how am I supposed to get experience if you won't yeah. hire me? Well, I went out and I volunteered for an HR HR, you know, of Ontario, and and I started to do right. something there. And it wasn't even really HR, related. it just was called HR, I was, you know, fostering the membership of the people that were there. But I, I did that for a bit. And then I went back for another interview. And suddenly it was like, Oh, yeah, no problem. You got some experience now. Wow. So, but you know, it, <laughs> so it's like, it might be a no, but that just might be like, what do I need to do different then?
0: Uh huh. Well, and this is, this is the other one. So then I hear stifled and resourceful as well. And so the idea that like, oh, I'm stuck. Like I'm stuck in where I've got. I'm stuck with what, what's being given to me. And, and you've demonstrated this resourcefulness all along and to lean into that now more than ever and see the opportunities that you have in front of you and specifically in this specific business, as you show up, you're like, look at the opportunities, the resources that Shopify offers you, all the things that we can plug in to make your business go. Don't you ever say that you feel stuck mm-hmm. with, the, with what you have to do because we can make your business thrive. Like that's, that's the kind of stuff where I see this all really coming together. So you have your story of going from no to yes or stifled to resourceful um, through these moments that you've talked about. But then this is also a beautiful invitation to anyone listening that's like, yeah, sure, I could do that. I Sure, I could launch a store. Sure, I, I've had this idea. But it maybe it doesn't work for me, or it's too expensive, or whatever no comes up for you. You Sarah are here to say, Oh, baby, the answer. Is yes. <laughs> <laughs> and here's, and here's how, yeah. like, come with any question you've got, because I'll show you how.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: And we'll get into it. Does that sound true? It
1: does. And I would say your question that you asked me earlier about like, is it sometimes just not yet? I'm like that, that does come up, right? Like, so, um, cause I was like a lot of times it was a no, but in some ways it's almost like the universe being like, not yet. You know what I mean? Like I, I didn't yeah. go to finish high school, get my college diploma and an MBA, like overnight, <laughs> you know, clients yeah. come in and they want to create businesses and they might have this amazing dream, but it might be like, let's do this first piece because not yet. On this other thing right like we need yeah. to work towards that and so i love this art of the possibility and let's like reimagine how amazing this can be but i'm also practical enough to know that sometimes it's like we have to walk before we run or it's like okay cool let's do phase one of this right so it's both <laughs> mm.
0: oh i love yeah. it so much okay so uh for those that are listening that do have an idea uh they've got something they want to use uh, they they want to build something online. They obviously need you and your team to help them do that. Uh, they they want to show up there and maybe don't consider themselves resourceful mm-hmm. or don't know what the yes answers are or what's possible out there. Thankfully you do. So how are they gonna connect with you to get that conversation going? Yeah,
1: so Instagram, at Sarah Jansel. Our company is at Jansel & Co. Got a link in bio there to our website. Some really cool freebies about how if you are new, there's like three steps you can take today that'll be really easy on a worksheet to get started. Yeah, connect to me, DM me, reach out.
0: Excellent, love it. Thank you so much Ah, for your energy, your time, your joy, the fun fire, (laughs) and I, I just love you so much and I'm so grateful for the work that you're doing and how you're, uh, you know, elevating other businesses out there and people in their passions. It's so good.
1: Likewise. Thank you so much, Alex.
0: Thanks for listening. This has been No Boring Stories. I am Alex Street and we are just getting started. I'd love to know what you thought of this conversation. So please feel free to reach out to me on my website, on Instagram or in the Fearless Speakers Academy and share your thoughts. In the meantime, honor this conversation, go out in your life and tell a better story today. We'll see you next time.